About to listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo, pastor of Lighthouse Chapel International, Takari. Bishop Kwesi Ampofo has a unique teaching with a clearer understanding of the word. Get ready for an awesome time in the word and receive your blessing, healing, and prophetic word as you listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo. As I sing praises to your name. Shall we close our eyes and lift up our hands? I want to say, Father, I bless your holy name. I thank you for Resurrection Sunday. Just thank God and speak to him right now. I appreciate the Lord for what he did, for what he has done for us. The implication of his resurrection is that you are a winner. And so you can, the least you can do is to say thank you, Jesus, for making me a winner, for making me an overcomer in the name of Jesus. We want to thank God that the enemy cannot overrule you because of Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday gave you authority gave you power. And you want to say, Jesus, I thank you. Bless your name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you did. We thank you for what you continue to do. And we thank you for what you will do in our lives in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and Welcome the person by you to church. Tell the person you are welcome, you are welcome, you are welcome. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. I believe that was a very powerful presentation by the saved church. And um, I don't know, but somehow it made the sufferings of Christ very um, vivid. You know, the people are really beating the guy. We're feeling sorry for him. How much more Jesus? Amen. So, um, it's great. I think strict melodies can easily be the ministry of the year. So, we want the other ministries to rise up. At the end of the year, we shall give an award. And they are clearly becoming a force to be reckoned with. Hallelujah. So um, we thank God for the life of uh, Mr. Samuel and all the people who, who said yes to Jesus and um, formed the group. Amen. Many of you are supposed to join or to join other things. So join something and let it shine. And let it become glorious. And I believe that you will receive blessings for the inputs that you make in the church. Amen. Amen. I think we have received a lot of messages today. 
And the song that the choir sang is a very powerful song. And um, it's a message. We can go home actually with it. But I still have to preach. So I'm going to preach very quickly. The message is actually like a convention message, but I'll try and compress it. And I believe you'll be blessed. I preached it at the first service, but I'll preach it again. Amen. Hallelujah. So the title of my message is Five Good Decisions You Can Take on Resurrection Sunday. Five Good Decisions That You Can Take on Resurrection Sunday. Five Good Decisions You Can Take on Resurrection Sunday. I believe that it's interesting the position of Easter. It's about one third the distance into the year. Are you with me? We have more of the year ahead of us than we have behind us. And so it's a good time to reflect, especially in relationship with um, the Lord. You know, Easter was prophesied and um, it came to pass. Amen. Anytime you celebrate Easter or Christmas, you must remember that it's a sign that everything that has been prophesied will come to pass, including heaven and hell. So I don't know, are you ready for heaven tonight? Or are you ready for heaven today? You know, you should be ready. Hallelujah. You know that it's not just a matter of being born again, but it's also a matter of not having um, sin, ruling, reigning, and jubilating in your life. So as we live our lives, we must always be conscious of the fact that God can call us anytime. We see death as a bad thing, but God does not necessarily see death that's a bad thing. If God wants you for a meeting, there's only one messenger he will send. And it is death. Amen. And like when the, the, the safe church was talking about all the deaths that are going on about ISIS and Al-Shabaab in Kenya and the Christians that are being killed. Well, it just dawned on me that um, more power is being released by their death. And we may see it as, oh, so people are dying, but God is seeing it as his church is being empowered. And so our case is becoming worse because people are now dying so that you would have more power to overcome the devil. Spread the name of Jesus and talk about him and take more territories for the Lord. And what are we doing? You understand what I'm saying? So when, whenever you hear that Christians are dying in Saudi Arabia, uh, well, it's sad that they've died, but for, uh, for Jesus and God, they are happy and they are doing something. They are releasing power into the church. And so you must be sure that these dying that the people are dying, uh, it should not be in vain because God is going to ask you. God is going to say that I made a lot of power available to you. Anytime there's a death, there's power. Jesus died and the power was released. Acts 1.8. Amen. Amen. So now these, all these people, Al-Shabaab and all these guys, they, they think that they are, they are doing something. Just like Satan thought 
he was killing Jesus. Not knowing that he was rather bringing power to overcome him by killing Jesus. You see, so let us think about it a little more beyond the fact that people have died and they were children or other things. It's sad. But the truth is that God is strengthening the church. God has allowed the enemy to do what he thinks he's doing to win. But what he doesn't know, just like God tricked him 2,000 years ago on Calvary for him to kill Jesus, God has tricked him again. I said God has tricked him again. And that death, those people, 150 people who died and so on, you, you were in God's mind when he allowed the enemy to kill them. And you were in his mind not for salvation, you were in his mind that you will rise up and take territories for him. So church, let us not just be in the church but let us be takers of territory. Let us spread the name of Jesus, speak about him and so on and I believe that God will bless you. Power is waiting for you to manifest when you decide to do something for the Lord. And I believe that your life will never be the same again. Hallelujah. So, Resurrection Sunday is a good Sunday to look at our lives and take some decisions for the Lord. So, five good decisions you can take. Number one, you must take a decision to be a witness for Jesus. You must take a decision to be a witness for Jesus. You must take a decision to be a witness for Jesus. Now, many of us sitting in church have not spoken to anybody this year about Jesus Christ. True or correct? Both. <laughs> many of us have not spoken to anybody about Jesus. Jifa, have you spoken to somebody about Jesus? One or two? Not really. I mean, if we really analyze your life, you see that this year you haven't spoken to anybody about Jesus Christ. That you tell the person about Jesus, about heaven and hell, and how the person must give his life to Christ. So I believe that one good decision you can take today is to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Amen. You can be a witness for Jesus in three ways. Number one, you can be a witness by speaking to other people. Amen. Amen. You will speak to them and talk to them and tell them about Jesus Christ. Are you in the church? Yes. You actually tell them. You, you tell them, you speak to them and tell them about Jesus Christ. People who work with you, people you meet, people you sit in transport um, with, people anywhere that you can have an opportunity to talk to them about Jesus Christ. Then you can also witness, the second way you can witness is by displaying the nature of Christ. By displaying the nature of Christ. In your life. Amen. Amen. So, as a Christian, when people look at your life, they would, they would connect it to Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
So your life must be like Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. The Bible says that but the fruit of the Spirit is what? What is it? Love. It's joy. It's peace. It's long. Not short suffering. Long suffering. The ability to suffer long. Amen. Amen. I said the ability to suffer long is the nature of Christ. You see? Some people cannot suffer long. It, it is not the nature of Christ. You must suffer long. You must also show gentleness. Amen. Gentleness. When we ask your wife, she must be able to testify. When we ask your husband, she must be able to testify. Last time I was talking to a woman who works with Dovsu. And I asked her that, so do some husbands come and report um, beatings from their wives. Like their wives are beating them, so they are coming to make a report. Because Dosu is like it's for children and women. You see? But I said, well, Dosu is also for men. If your wife is beating you, you can go to Dosu. <laughs> Some wives beat you. Yeah. Some wives beat. You know, some of them just have bad manners. When they are talking, before they will realize they've slapped you. Then the husband pounced on her and beat her. You see. So, <laughs> but Dove Suk is there for you. So, um, the nature of Christ is what? Gentleness, goodness, faith. Are you with me? Meekness, temperance. Against that, there is no law. So, when we say you must witness, you can witness by displaying the nature of Christ. The nature of Christ is what? Joy. You must have joy. You are too morose. All the time, squeezed face. Huh? It is not the nature of Christ. The nature of Christ is like we, we have never seen you cry before. Yeah. It's like we've never seen you cry before, but you've had many issues to cry about. In the, yes, reasons to cry about. In the morning, I was telling them of a song. The song says, I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. Still have joy. After all, I've been through. I've been through a lot. I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy After all I've been through I still have joy That's Ron Kennon And he was singing his, He said he still has joy you see, So when you, are, when you have God with you You will still have joy When you should not have joy Philippians 4, 6 says that um, Be anxious for nothing But in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God that passes understanding, which means that a peace, you can have a peace, you will look so peaceful if you begin to tell us your story, we shall all fall down. We say, hey! 
You see, but you still have joy. You still have joy. After all, you your husband doesn't give you chop money. Some husbands are chisel. Hey, you still have joy. You still have joy. After all you've been through, you still remind me about the chop money conference. Yeah. Because you see, some husbands are giving money, but the money is not chop money. They don't know how to calculate chop money. You see, if I tell you, calculate the viscosity of cocoa. Do you know how to do it? Do you know how to calculate the viscosity of cocoa? To find the viscosity or the density of cocoa. Do you, do you know how to do it? Yeah. But it can be done. Do you understand? It can be done. So I think a lot of husbands don't know how to calculate chop money. Yeah, so we have to have a conference. Anyway, let me not spoil my message. Listen, the nature of Christ in you, you must have joy. You must have what? What's the next one? Have joy. You must show love. Brother, go back to the verse. Show love. You must, there must be peace. Peace around you. Peace with you. Peace by you. Are you, are you listening to me? Some people, as soon as we introduce you into the conversation, there will be no peace. As soon as you come home, there's no peace. As soon as you enter the shop, there's no peace. As soon as you come into the friendship, there's no peace. As soon as you come home, you understand? But Christ, you see, so I'm talking about witnessing. And witnessing by the nature of Christ. One day I had an accident. Somebody drove into my car. And then... After the deliberations by the road, at first he didn't want to accept that he was at fault. Then the people said, no, 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 you are at fault. So he said, let's go to his house. And then we sort it out. So we went to his house. When we got to his house, his, he, the man asked me when he got down from his car, that he asked me, am I a pastor? You see. So I asked him, why is he asking me if I'm a pastor. He said his children asked him that question. His two children were in the car with him. So, I said, oh, why did they ask that question? They said, because when the accident happened, the way I reacted to him, they were wondering whether I'm a Christian or a pastor. Because you should have got down to do one or two <laughs> What about Damana or, you know, some slaps or some jiga or something? You get what I'm saying, you know? Aha, uh -huh, because he's come to destroy a guy. I have to do some action. He's like, hey, what do you mean? Hey, I think. When you So many things you can say. You get a whole thing. Aha. Uh -huh. I missed some struggles and possibly some fighting. You see, but the, the children said that they noticed the way I reacted and they are wondering whether I'm a pastor or I'm a Christian. 
You, you get what I'm saying? So I believe that by your actions, you can show the nature of Christ in you. Yeah. By showing Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 in your life. Long suffering. Long suffering. You have married for seven months. You want divorce. You see, you, we should not even spend energy to cancel you. You are not serious. Seven months. Who pay divorce? I, I, I grow, I grow with in this one. Uh, why will pay divorce now? Long suffering. Long suffering. Marriage is called welding. We have welded you to the husband. Uh-huh. It's not like we say we have tied the knot. It's actually we have welded you and bonded you to the husband. Yeah. So you you better find a way. You know, sometimes when you when you have a shoe and then maybe a nail is coming into the shoe, there's a way you can walk. You know, you walk in a certain style so that the nail is not pressing. So it's as if you have a galley, you see, but you don't want your heel to step down well. Uh-huh. So just develop develop a certain yeah. Adapt. Don't come for counseling. <laughs> because when you come, we say you are not serious. Seven months. Ah. There is a lot of play in your eye. So listen, so God knowing this, he released an anointing called long suffering. Long suffering. Yeah. God knows all that he's saying. He's saying that because why provision for everybody? Yeah. So maybe you should come for strategies to survive. Yeah, come for strategies to survive. You'll be happy. Gentleness. When we ask your driver, will he testify? When we ask the the girl who stays with you, the house help, huh? Will she say, "Oh, mommy is very gentle." Huh? Can, can your house help testify of this particular one? Gentleness. Can your wife testify? Say, my husband is a gentleman. Yeah. You see? You see, sometimes the wife, your behavior makes your husband to become something else. You see? It makes the husband to become something else. So, that one is there. But generally, husbands, no matter, you see, husband, your test also is not to change. Yeah, you must remain constant. Remain constant. Okay? Yeah. So, you have to try to survive the things. Uh-huh. And then remain loving and then a gentle husband. 
Yeah. You will succeed. <laughs> you will succeed. Amen. So you must take a decision. Listen, listen. You must make a decision to be a witness for Jesus by speaking to others, by displaying the nature of Christ, and by demonstrating the power of God in your life. Amen. Amen. These are three ways to witness. By demonstrating the power of God in your life. If somebody says, I am sick in your office, you say, Director, I can pray for you if you would allow me. And then you cast out that stomach ulcer or whatever the problem is. The person comes, he's depressed, he's going through so many things. You can meet him in the hallway and tell him that, give him a word of knowledge. I, 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 I sense that you are going through many situations and God can help you to survive your situations. Amen. You should say it well that they can sack you because if you tell your boss that I see that you are having marital problems. <laughs> have I told you I have marital problems? Eh, moment a letter. You see, but what I'm saying is that true wisdom, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, you see, you can be a blessing to someone. They'll see the power of God in your life. Yeah. They'll say, oh, for mommy. My wife, the call of mommy at work. They, they will come and say, oh, look, I want you to talk to me about this. Or whatever. People will offer themselves. But people must see the power of God in your life. You pray for sick people. You cast out devils. And then you do miracles. In Jesus' name. Amen. You will say, today the light will not go off. <laughs> and the light will not go off. They'll say, hey, you see, because um, Joshua did it. The sun did not go down. Yeah? Yeah. So it's possible. I mean, so they will see the power of God in your life and they will say that God is with you and they would understand who Jesus is so that's the first decision you want to take a decision to be a witness for God what's your name? Leticia you must decide to be a witness that as you live and you go you will talk to people about Jesus you would modify your behavior to show Jesus' behavior and believe God for the Holy Spirit in your life Amen. Practical, 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 practical. Not theoretical Christianity. Practical, real Christianity. Amen. So that's the decision number one. Decision number two is that you must decide to repent from sin and stay away from sin. Today's Resurrection Sunday. This sin is what has brought all these problems that has caused Jesus to die. Huh? So we cannot continue to live in sin. Pastor Eric, there's a scripture that says that do not allow sin to rule your mortal bodies. Find it for me. You can't allow sin to have a field day in your life. Sin must end. I say sin must end. Genesis chapter 4 Genesis chapter 4 verse 6 quickly Genesis 4 6 and the Lord said unto Cain why art thou angry why art thou wroth and why is thy countenance falling 
Amen. Why have you squeezed your face? Why has your face nina like that, like Fufuda is three days old? Why is your face falling to the ground? You see, Yankupon or not this can't as I say so. You would think there's so much space, but the squeezed face is not commodious. How much more in a house? Huh? How much more in a house, in a home? It can't work. Oh. Wife, don't squeeze your face. Husband, don't squeeze your face. It's not a nice thing. In fact, a squeezed face attracts Satan. Yeah, I'm not saying it. I'll read it to you. Verse 7. If thou do well, shall you not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire. You see, I'm, I'm, the second point is that repent from sin and stay away from sin. That's why I'm reading this verse to you. I want to tell you that sin has his own desire for you. When sin looks at you, he will be singing in his head, to whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong to? <laughs> if you don't understand a song, go to Commonwealth Hall. They will show you what it means. <laughs> you see, sin has a desire. Titi, as you are walking, there's a sin that is looking at you. And the sin is saying that, I want you. Yeah. And so what did God tell Cain? God told Cain a very important revelation for all of us. God said to him, he says that, and thou shalt rule over him. You must rule over him. In my house, I have dogs. My whole life, from the day I was born till now, I've always had a dog. I always have dogs. I always have a minimum of about five or six dogs. I have dogs here. I have dogs in Accra. Wherever I stay, I have dogs. So, I understand what I'm saying to you. My dog, if I give him chance, Benny, I allow him into my room, he will go everywhere, jump on the bed, spoil everything, weary everywhere, defecate everywhere. He will spoil everything. Do you understand? So I have to rule over him. I have a cage. I put him in it. I release him at the time I want him to be released. Yeah. And I allow him to go to a certain place. I say, yeah, you can't come here. I'll make a barrier. Do you understand? I'm ruling over him. And when, when I'm, I'm, I'm going out, I say, hey, to your cage. And then he will run to his cage. Yeah. I have to rule over him. Do you understand? I have one dog. He's very, very stubborn. He'll be walking on the wall, jumping around. So now, I, I lock him. He, lock, he goes like three days. Oh, no cry in mobile. I'll release him to walk around small. Then I'll suck him back into the cage. Because you're going to bring trouble. My mother, once I went to give my mother a dog. Nice dog. She said the only problem is that the dog likes eating chicken that is alive. So one day I went to visit her. I said, Mama, where is the dog? 
She said, hmm, come on. He said she was sitting here one day under her tree. Then she saw three policemen. They came. They said, Oh, no, Auntie Janet. I said, Oh, police station. So, oh. I said, I said, So, she had to. She had to. After that police case, paying all the fines and everything, she had to give the dog away. You see? So, you have to rule. You see, God is saying that. You can rule over sin. You can rule. Is your problem smoking? You can rule over it. Is your problem drinking? Rule over it. Is your problem fighting? Rule over it. You rule over this. You understand? Be, be a champion over it. So God told him that you must rule. See, the desire of sin, the desire to fornicate, it will be there. Yeah. For those of you who have that problem, but how, what, how will it be controlled? You must control it. You must control it. You must say to yourself, no more fornication. Amen. Yeah, yeah. address it like a Nigerian. That is why it's not going. Fornication. Fornication. Uh-huh. No more fornication. So, so if, if no more fornication, do you know what it means? It means, number one, change your friends. Number two, change your books and your movies. Uh, number three, change your songs. Uh, what songs are you listening to? You must be listening to Shepherd of My Soul. I give you full control. Do you think that when you are listening to Shepherd of My Soul, or we are listening to Metiasia, um, Metema, um, do you think when you are listening to you can be fornicating? You cannot be fornicating. Yeah. All fornicators in the church because there are some in the church. Just that we cannot we cannot reveal you. And then he said that why does Jacob think his way is hidden from me? Your ways are not hidden. It's not everything that we say. It's not everything we say. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's not necessary for me to tell you everything I know about you. It's not necessary. Because you change. Just about three months more. You change. Or you won't change. <laughs> yeah. You see? So, change the songs you listen to even change that that you've bought this special special silk silk type of dresses that you are wearing and so on change the habit of not wearing brazier some of you don't wear brazier it will lead you to fornication change that habit you don't no it is true it is true it is true. All these things will lead you to for it's called. Do you know what it is called? Do you know what it's called? It's called lasciviousness. It's called lasciviousness. Yeah, even the way you've done your, your style, your makeup, your hair, the way you walk like a snake. It's a dangerous style that you have. Yeah. 
I mean, the best description for you is delicious. How can we describe you as delicious? Are you um, Abitir and... Um, <laughs> we, must, we must describe you as a holy sister, righteous sister. Yeah. So don't... don't you can't score points by your breasts. Or all those other accessories. So stay away from the sin. Tell the nearest person, stay away from that sin. Yeah. Uh, let me read one more scripture to you. Romans chapter 7 verse, verse 14. Romans seven fourteen. So you can see from here that you can rule over sin. And then in Romans seven fourteen, it says, For we know that the law, next verse, 15, it says that, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that, I, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Next verse. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Next verse. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but who? Sin that dwelleth in you. Do you know that your nature is sin? Yeah, once we are, you are in this world, you haven't died. That's your nature. When Jesus was a man, he, was, he, was, he had all these things in him, but he, he ruled over it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, you too, there is sin in you. Yeah. Look at Sierra Leone. Look at Liberia. The people who were killing the people, they were, that wasn't their job. That wasn't what they were doing before. But when the war came, when you go to Rwanda, huh? Kenya, Serbia, when you go to Rwanda, you see, and all these places, the people behave like that when a certain, a certain, um, law, not law, but a certain rulership was broken. There was no authority. There was a, they call it a breakdown of authority. So when there was a breakdown of when there's breakdown of authority, we are all working in town. But when there's breakdown of authority, people start entering people's shops and taking things that don't belong to them because they, they feel that there's no police, there's nothing that can stop them. Do you understand? So when our nature, the, the more our nature feels there is no law over it, the more it will express itself. You see? And it may not always be good. Hallelujah. You see, when, when you drink and you get drunk, you see that there's a certain... You begin to do things you couldn't do before. It means that you were, you, people who couldn't talk, when they drink, they can talk. People who can't speak to ladies, when they drink, they can speak. You see? And so many other things. So when, when there is some kind of law on us, there's a law in society, on the road, if there is no police, we shall drive 120 but as soon as you see that there's a policeman coming, everybody will slow down to 45. And every time I'll be asking myself, Are you... <laughs> my, my policeman friend here, I'll be asking myself, that, ah, so don't they know that we don't drive like this? As everybody's driving at 47 going, we are all acting. 
we all, they know and we know, we all know that we don't drive like this. As soon as, if, if I ask you are passing and they start accelerating. <laughs> you see, so listen to me, brothers and sisters. You must stay away from your sins. Stay away from your sins. Tell the person by you. No, no, no. Ask the person. Ask the person. Do you know your sin? Ask the person. What did they say? They said they know. (laughs) Then tell the person, stay away from your sin. Yeah. Tell the person, the one you like, the one you like. Some people, they like insulting. They like insulting. Some people like fighting. Do you understand? It's their sin. Some people are thieves. <laughs> it's their sin. Amen. Yeah. Number three. Third decision you must take. What's the first decision? Be a witness for Jesus. Second decision. Repent from and stay away from your sin. Mm? Control your sin nature. Control your sin nature. You feel like drinking. Why is there drink in your house? Throw it away. You feel like drinking. Why is there drink in your house? There shouldn't be drink in your house. A Christian, what kind of drink do you have in your house? Communion wine. It's one of the deceptions. You don't need alcohol to eat. You see, you can drink malt. It's full of biku. You'll be hungry. Okay, but don't eat. Because some people think that that is how to eat. First, you take three thoughts. Because that's what they saw their father do. Bitters. Take three thoughts. And then, so to them, it's not like it's drinking. It's like part of the eating. You take three, and then you eat. And after you eat, you, you take another tray to melt the food. Uh-huh. It, it helps the digestion. So, one bottle star beer or one quarter. Joy the Divitas. In the name of And your problem is drinking. You see, so stay away from any alcohol. Okay? Stay away from those friends. There are some friends when you are with them. Hey, tomorrow like this. They've drawn a program for tomorrow. You are in the program. You are in the program. You are sitting here after church. They say, Charlie, why are you ready? And I say, Hey, you are calling. They say, Oh, Charlie, Monday. It's here. Landed tonight. Buzia Beach. Your night party. After the party, you know. The menya guy be paramount. My friend is Joe. Obeya of fine. Obeya of fine. Obeya of fine. Also, you know, I go to church. I also join our channel. Okay, okay. What the ayakwaja mean? The night party mean what? Why you are going where and not go to the night party? Don't go at all. Know yourself. Amen. Number three. You must decide to serve God with a higher commitment. Today being Resurrection Sunday, 
decide to serve God with a higher commitment. Amen. I said a higher commitment. I said a higher commitment. Yeah. It means you are going to pray more. You are going to read your Bible more. You are going to be more consistent in church. A higher commitment. My people in, um, who are in um, Sweet Melodies, one year ago, they, some of them were not even in church. I mean, they would come Easter, Christmas, and so on. Now and then. Then they decided to give God a higher commitment. Yeah, today look at the group. Keeps growing. Keeps growing. When I ask anybody, so we are joining Sweet Melody. They say, you are joining Sweet Melody. Say, ah, are you sure? But that's a higher commitment. It's one, they went one step before. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You see, so you must clearly see that I am, I am giving God a higher commitment in your, your contribution to the building of the church. Amen. So that is a decision you can take on Resurrection Sunday. A higher commitment for the Lord. I said a higher commitment for the Lord. Amen. You show it in your fasting life. Decide to fast more. Amen. Maybe from January to now you haven't fasted at all. You can decide that every month you fast on the last, you know, on the last um, day of the week. Or you can, I know some people, they fast on their birth, on their name day. So if it's called Adwa, Adwa is Monday. So they fast on Mondays. And let me tell you, you must be serious about this type of fasting and prayers. Last week I was speaking to um, Reverend Steve's um, administrator. And he was telling me, you know, I called him in the afternoon. And he was in some situation. So I called him the next day. And he said, when I called him, his friend was standing at their gate. And a certain guy was passing by. And the guy spoke with him. When the guy finished talking to him and left, the guy became mad. His friend suddenly became mad. It's like a spirit just fell on the guy. I said, wow. He said they had to do deliverance the whole afternoon and evening. Hey, it was not easy. Are you with me? Then I realized that, hey, if we say Sunday evening, come, let's pray, lay hands on you, anoint you. Don't take it lightly. When we say, let's pray, lift up your hands, receive a blessing over your life to cover you. Because you can meet anything on the way. Yeah, you can meet. I mean, you just have to watch a Nigerian film. You are passing by the road and the woman will just look at you something will just fire from her eyes straight to hit you. Hey! Then you just hit you like that, then you change. Then suddenly, what do you answer, son? This wife car I've married. She's crazy. I'll go and meet her in the house. Suddenly, hey, your husband, loving and caring husband, what's this, son? Yeah, something can just jump. Things are jumping on people. May nothing, may nothing jump on you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So your fasting life must go up in Jesus. It's a, it's a decision that you can take. That your commitment to the Lord will go up. Number four, you can also take a decision that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even more. 
take a decision to be filled with the Holy Spirit even more. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Take a decision to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Brother, what is your name? Yes, Moses. You must decide to be filled with more of the Holy Spirit. More of the Spirit. Amen. What is your name? Emmanuel. More of the Spirit. Huh? Is that you? You must decide. More of the Spirit. Huh? Is you. More of the Spirit. Huh? More of the Spirit. More Holy Ghost. Wherever you are, no. Believe God for more. Yes, share God. More Holy Ghost. Amen. What testimony will be you? Obey your song. More of the Spirit. More of the Spirit. All I want is more of you. Nothing I desire. Yeah, more. But more of you. Every time that is the the heart you have. Uh, Take me deeper, Lord, deeper to the place you are. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper to the place. What? My love for you. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper to the place. Where you are, draw me deeper and deeper that I may know your. Yeah, you see, so that should be your song. Huh? Instead of Medicana Bemao, rather listen to Draw Me Deeper. Huh? More of the Spirit. Amen. How do you get more of the Holy Spirit? You pray, pray. Lord, fill me more. Pray. The Bible says in the book of Luke, it says when you ask God for the Holy Spirit, He will give Him to you. Amen. I said, Amen. Yeah. Another way to be filled with the Holy Spirit is singing songs. Singing songs of worship. Singing songs of worship. Singing songs of worship. Hallelujah. When you sing songs of worship, it fills you with the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost comes. Holy Ghost comes. Amen. I said amen. Yeah. And then also, you can be filled more with the Holy Spirit by releasing the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 Quench not the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. Uh, it says quench not the spirit. NIV says do not suppress the Holy Spirit. Amen. So quench not the spirit. Give me amplified. Amplified version. Amplified version. They do not quench, suppress, or subdue the Holy Spirit. You get the whole thing. So in your life, you have quenched, 
you have suppressed, you have subdued the Holy Spirit. Wow. But we must allow him to be free. Huh? Allow him to be free. Allow the Holy Spirit to be free. Allow him to be happy. And he's happy with the songs. Amen. Ephesians 5, the Bible says, is Ephesians 5, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 5, 19. 18. 5, 19. Ephesians 5, 19. 5, 18. 5, 18. It says that, and do not get drunk with wine. Give me, give me King James. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Next verse. Singing, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. I said that is the way. That is the way. Yes. Singing the songs, singing hymns, singing spiritual songs in the name of Jesus. And you see that the Holy Ghost will visit you more and more and more and more. So you must take a decision for more of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. And then the last decision that you take, you can take on resurrection, is that you, you must decide to fulfill your assignment in the Lord. You must decide to fulfill your assignment in the Lord. Amen. When you read the Bible, you will see that everybody who God was working with, God would give the person some tasks or some assignments. And then you may be wrong. And you may be someone here. What do you say? God will give them some assignments. Now, some of the assignments has to do with the church. Okay? Some of the assignments has to do with the church. Like, when I met Mr. Samoa, the first day he, he came and said he wants to sing a song. When he sang the song, I said that this man must do this thing. And you can see that he's doing, he's gathered people and all of them, and they are singing. It's his assignment in the church. It's clear. The assignment you have in the church, usually you see it in the thing you do easily. And the thing you gravitate to. You understand? You see that that is where God wants you to be. And that is what God is assigning you to do in the church. And then your pastor too will tell you, because in, I also told them, I also said, let's form a, a group. It's gradually getting there. And it's getting better. Yeah. We have to buy the, the bubble thing for them so that it becomes a more complete choral group. Wow. When we are doing choral service, we just, instead of going for Tema Youth, we shall use sweet melodies. They will sing for us about 20 songs. Yeah. But it's because they also, when I said they should form the group, they form the group. You understand? So another way that you see your assignment is that your pastor will give you a job to do in the church. Just do it. Yeah. Now that assignment is in church. Now there are other assignments that God gives you. If you look at Abraham, God gave him assignments. For example, one assignment he gave him was to sacrifice his son. He said that your only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. If you look at Gideon, God gave him an assignment. He told him to go and destroy his father's gods. Do you, do you understand? I mean, various Moses, God gave him assignment. Look at um, Isaiah, all the prophets, they were 
there are certain individual assignments God will give you. Some of you to have to do with your family. Some of you, it will be even your own personal life. God will tell you to do something. So what I'm, what I'm saying is that for every person eh, at every time there's something God is a work God is doing with you and he is, he's expecting you to give him feedback or to accomplish it. Sometimes God wants you to overcome something. I listen to what I'm saying. God wants you to overcome something. He's waiting for you to overcome it. That's your assignment. That's your assignment. Some of you, God will give you a personal assignment of fasting for seven days. And he's waiting for you until you do the seven-day fast. As I speak, somebody here, God is saying to you, fast for seven days and you know it. Yeah, you know it. How do I know? I know. And you had a dream. And in the dream, you were fasting for seven days. Why do you think you will dream and you are fasting for seven days? God is talking to you and telling you, do a seven-day fast. After the seven-day fast, I'll tell you something. It's, it's like that. Are you with me? So, so, everybody must decide that. I will look for this assignment. What assignment is it? In church, what is my assignment? I'll look for it and do it. And then, in my life with God, what, what is the assignment? What is God's expectation? What is God expecting for me? Some of us, it may be money. God is expecting you to give a certain offering or do something. Sometimes God is expecting you to help somebody. Yeah, God is expecting you to help somebody. You see? So it's an assignment that God is telling you to do. And I believe that if you can take these five decisions, it's going to be a great blessing for you. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Now, before, before I close, I would like to share, um, I told the first service concerning the first point. Hmm? First point, give me the first point. You must take a decision to be a witness for Jesus. I said you can get a book, a little book, and then every time you speak to somebody about Jesus, you write the name of the person in the book. Amen. So it can be, if I, it shouldn't be a big book like this. It should be a little book. You see? Like the one some people use for their contacts. You know some people, they don't use their contact on their phone. They have a small book. So when they, when they talk to you, they write the number in the book. Then they keep it. <laughs> Get a little book. So you spoke to somebody today. Then you write the name of the person and then write the phone number of the person and tell the person, I'll be praying for you. You know, and what I, what I spoke to you about, take it very seriously. It's okay. Thank you very much. And the person goes. By the end of the week, at the end of the month, you have some names. You have some names in your little book. Huh? At the end of the year, you have some names, plenty names of people. You pray for them. You call them. You follow them up people you have spoken to about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I want to also um, challenge you with that assignment. You know, get a little book and keep um, people's names in it. Did you find the scripture? This is your memory verse for today. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. One, four. For sin shall not have dominion over you. 
I said, sin shall not have dominion over you. The bonirin diwoso day. Bonirin shawoso. Bonirin shawoso. Pastor Eric. Bonirin shawoso. And shawoso. What's a baby shawoso? Bonirin shawoso to me. On diwoso to me. Bonne on diwoso to me. Bonne on fawan yapon ko. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Hmm. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. It says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. So don't allow sin. When you see sin, one, you say, Hey, you have tricked me. Never again. <laughs> Never again. Get rid of that friend. Get rid of that movie. Get rid of those um, programs. Get rid of your holiday assignment programs you have for yourself. Some of you are sitting here, but they are waiting for you. As the person sitting by you, are they waiting? Are they waiting for you? Are they waiting for you? Are they waiting for you? May God have mercy on us. And may God help us as we take these five decisions in our lives. Father, I pray, bless the decisions that we take, Lord. Help us to accomplish them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Stand to your feet, everybody. Give the Lord a big, big, big clap of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. God, I leave to my head in We believe you've been blessed by this message. For copies of this message, visit our Vision Bookshop at our church premise. Near one for one. How worse Would you sing it with me? I worship you, great I am.